Hi there, listener, and welcome to this Ski Podcast special. It's an interview with Graham Bell about his impending appearance on Dancing on Ice, the ITV celebrity reality programme that starts in January 2021. I'm sure you'll know Graham. He's been to five Winter Olympics. He's been presenting Ski Sunday for over 20 years. He's an accomplished athlete, but for him, Dancing on Ice is really moving him out of his comfort zone. So I started off with asking him why. But this time around, uh, Graham, you are taking part in Dancing on Ice uh, 2021, a completely different challenge. I know you've taken on some big things before. What prompted you to to make the decision to get onto frozen ice? Well, it was basically uh, an offer that came along and uh, the timing of it with, you know, with the season, the ski season looking so much up in the air and uh, dancing on ice, putting a solid offer on the table. And it was like, you know, I've got to, I've got to take it, you know, because right. I've been all the way through lockdown and, and not worked and, you know, been for six months without actually working at all. Uh, supposed to go to Tokyo for the Summer Olympics. That didn't happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when when you've got a solid offer uh, in these kind of times, you can't really say no. As someone uh, who used to compete on the downhill ski circuit, Graham is a naturally competitive person. I asked him what he thought his chances were in dancing on ice. I know that you're a, a very competitive person. You know, that's big. we've seen that, you know, during your career. And also, I remember when Superstars was on a few years ago and things like this. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that you're probably in it to win it. Would that be right? I'm, I wouldn't say I'm in it to win it. I'm in it to try and perform as well as I possibly can. And, you know, because, you know, ultimately, you know, this isn't really in my, my comfort zone. Um, this is not something that I would say I'm naturally good at. And, you know, it's, it's not something that, you know, that's, you know, all of the challenges that I've set myself in the past, you know, since I retired from ski racing, um, like long distance endurance challenges, like the marathon de Sable, you know, you work hard, you train hard, you push your body. Um, whereas this is a performance and it's trying to create a performance and doing so as a partnership. Uh, it's it's very different and it's very much outside my comfort zone. So I wouldn't say that, you know, I'm, I'm you know, gunning to win. Um, I'm just trying to to do as well as I possibly can and, uh, and, and, you know, and ultimately be proud of the performances that I, you know, that we can we can put together. This interview was recorded back in December when Graham hadn't been training for long, but I did ask him how his training was going. How long ago did you actually start your training? Because I know it was announced quite a long time ago that you're going to be uh, taking part in it. Yeah, so we've been training for the last couple of months, and uh, it's been the training has been slightly different this year because of uh, because of COVID. Uh, normally, uh, you would do like a couple of weeks training with you know with specific coaches, uh, and then you would get introduced to your pro, and you'd start working with the with your pro and then the coaches as well. But um, we were straight in. You know, uh, there's your pro start training, and uh, you know it's been different. It's been uh, you know incredibly, incredibly steep learning curve. Right, I'm, I'm sure it has. Remind me, I did uh, look at who your pro that you're working with is. So my pro is Yebin Mok, and uh, she is uh, an American of South Korean descent, and was on the US uh, national team for a few years and then uh, moved into uh, show skating. 
And, uh, you know, this is her first time on Dancing on Ice. Although her husband, uh, Tom, right. who's British uh, and is a doctor up in Manchester, actually trained the orthopedic surgeon. Uh, so it could be very useful to know. <laughs> <laughs> the way training works for Dancing on Ice in 2021 is slightly different because of all the COVID measures in place. So I did ask Graham how those changes worked and how that affects their training. And so you're currently training then in a bubble, is that right? Yeah, so we're being tested uh, twice a week, uh, COVID testing. And wow, okay. we we can't socialise or, you know, kind of get close to any of the other um, couples because occasionally we, we see each other at ice rinks, but it's really important that we don't uh, interact with the other couples because yeah. if we go down with it, then we're going to take someone else down with it if we've had that close proximity. Uh, so it's all about staying away from them. Uh, we, we've been pretty much, you know, I mean, just being careful. Graham then told me a little bit more about the specifics of the training, the different moves they're working on and how they're putting their routines together. Within your bubble, then, you have yourself and Yebin. And is there a, a, a coach or a choreographer as well? Uh, well, the, when the coaches come in, they, they coach from a distance. So they are basically nice. so any any kind of hand holding, um, uh, any keeping you upright on the ice, um, that's down to your partner. Uh, whereas before it would have been the coach. Um, so you can't really uh, uh, you can't touch the coach. You can't get within uh, within two meters of them. Right. OK. OK. So clearly going to be a, a very different. And you mentioned, you know, you've come across some of the other uh, couples in different ice rinks presumably you have an ice rink kind of reserved for you at a certain time for your training is that how that works yeah that's how it's kind of been working uh, we started off in basingstoke we did a couple of weeks in basingstoke and it was actually quite quiet uh, the basingstoke rink uh, and then we moved from basingstoke to hemel hempstead and we were in the ring in Hem at the rink in hemel um and then uh, when lockdown two started uh we moved to slough uh, and Slough's a really nice rink, uh, but up until then it was quite busy. Uh, yeah. But because Slough is in tier three, um, it's the rink is closed. Although now um, they can put um, you know junior junior trainees back onto the rink again. But it's not open. There's no public skate. It's not open okay. to the public during the day. And, so. it, and if you happen to cross over slightly, you said you'd seen some of the other celebrities waiting to do their session, sort of waving at them from a distance. Are you? <laughs> Yes, I mean, I've seen them. I've seen um, actually seen Rebecca Vardy's program for show one. Um, right. Because we do a thing called show and tell where we we basically skate for the for the producers and uh, they film that and uh, Torval and Dean will watch it as well. So we we did that a week ago. Torval uh, and Dean being two of the main judges. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's their show, really. Right. And they are the they are the judges and. You know, there's four judges, and one of the, one of Torval and Dean have a casting vote each week. So, it's pretty much them. Uh, when it, certainly when it comes down to technical skating ability, um, that's what they're judging on. The other two judges are Ashley Banjo, um, who looks for kind of the dance side of things um, and the musicality, um, and then John Barrowman, who looks for you know the kind of the actual performance, the yeah. you know have the wow factor, if you like. And tell us, Ingram, how. How is your training going? How is it coming together? I know you said it's a different environment for you. It's going really good. I mean, 
Uh, well, we went into it. I mean, I didn't really kind of set myself any goals as to, you know, I want to do this move. I want to do that move because I didn't really know what was, you know, achievable and what isn't achievable. Um, but there is so much that is potential to learn. It's just incredible. And we just want to just try <laughs> yeah. and keep learning, keep learning all of the the movements and all of the, you know, so basically it breaks down into, you know, your, your transition. So how you, you know, the the way that you move around on the ice. So you've got solo transitions and, and, and pairs transitions when you're with your partner and, you know, basically changes of direction. So there's lots and lots of different ways that you can change direction. Um, there's your three turns, there's, you know, there's mohawks, there's choctaws, there's rockers, there's counters, there's brackets. Um, all of these are just different ways of, of, of changing direction. Um, and a lot of them are done on one, on one skate. So there's a lot of learning of that and seeing what's, what's, what I can do and what I can pick up. Um, then you've got lifts. Uh, obviously, you know, they, you, we start doing them a lot off ice. So lifting yeah. off ice, just lots and lots and lots of lifts off ice. And then we're bringing them onto the ice. Um, and then you've got other individual moves like jumps, spins. Um, Those they, are the more the more challenging ones, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, jumps, it's a question of, you know, um, you know, how challenging do you want to make them? And, you know, I mean, I'm working on them. I'm working on them and trying to make them as best I possibly can. But, you know, there's only so far you can go, you know. Uh, for sure, yeah, absolutely. So you're working on your on your main routine for the opening show uh, just now. And then are you working on other routines at the oh, same yes. time? No, well, we're not actually working on – yeah, so we've got our first routine that we're doing. We've got the music. Yeah. And I can't tell you what it is, but I can tell you it's a tune that I'm very familiar with. And right, yeah, so okay. that is that is a, a plus point as well. And it's a very popular tune. Um, so I'm doing that uh, and we're, we're working on that. We're working on our skate off music yeah, okay. as well. But we're also working on the elements of what we can do into kind of, you know, later on in the in the run, because it's a 10 week run and we'll be learning throughout that, that 10 weeks as well. Yeah. So, you know, there's certain certain transitions that that I'm still learning that I haven't quite got, but I hope will hope to have had down by, you know, once, once we get into kind of later on into kind of weeks five, you know, the second half, you know, if you like, if, if, yeah. if it's 10 week, there's a 10 week run. If you can make if I can make it to the first half, um, then, you know, if we can then start to really add in some technically difficult moves then uh, that's the plan anyway, to kind of not hold things back, but just have things on the back burner that we're constantly working on, constantly improving, and hopefully they will be, like Boris Johnson says, oven ready. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, let me be more oven ready than Brexit, that's for sure. I asked Graham if he'd uh, scoped the opposition and if he worked out who his main challenges were going to be for this year's Dancing on Ice. You said that um, you know you're probably you know you're more um, interested for the uh, for the challenge, but uh, you know do you see any of the others as being um, you know com- competitors that uh, you need to kind of get past? Who would you say your main challenges are? Well, as, as the names were announced, Colin Jackson obviously leaps out as uh, right. as an Olympic athlete and uh, uh, second place in Strictly, so he can obviously dance. He actually yeah. did a Christmas version of Dancing on Ice many years ago as well. And I know Colin and I've skied with him and I know how 
competitive he is um, and also how much of a perfectionist he is. So he really right. wants to make things absolutely perfect. And yeah, he's definitely going to be one to watch. Uh, potential to be very very good i think uh, in another interview we might have discussed that you said he was one of the most natural learners that, that yes. he'd coach was yes yeah. yeah yeah so like teaching him to ski uh it was just so easy to teach him to ski because you would just you know tell him a minor correction you know of a of a shoulder position or you know hip angulation and he would just do it you know just straight away so I know how good he is at uh, his spatial awareness and, you know, working. And so, yeah, he's going to be tough. He's going to be a tough right. one to be. I think he's going to be, yeah, um, you know, top five um, you know, in, that, in that top. We recorded this interview as a Facebook Live for the Ski Podcast. And while we're recording, we had a question come in about the famous headbanger. Can I ask, Graham, uh, have you ever heard of a movie where somebody's asked a question via Facebook of, uh, about The Headbanger? Do you know what that movie is? The Headbanger, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot about The Headbanger. I actually, um, when I got into the show, I went and I, I was doing, I was in a charity shop and uh, I found a DVD from the series one, two and three of Dancing on Ice. And uh, David Seaman, I think, was doing a headbanger with some wee <laughs> Scottish pro, and he smashed her head onto the ice. Oh my god! <laughs> pretty nasty. So it's yeah, so basically you grip their ankles round. Is that yeah? So happened? so basically, yeah. you, you you grab your pro by the ankles and spin around, <laughs> and her head just goes like a kind of elliptical orbit, like yeah. brushing the ice, and then back up again, then brushes the ice, and back up again, and so hence the headbanger. So yeah, you don't actually literally want to be banging her head. That's, onto that's the one ice. to do in the in the in the second half of the. Uh, the yeah, that's that's something that you kind of work up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that yeah. I mean, we've got some technical lifts that we're doing that we're working on. Um, the headbanger is a kind of like you know, it's kind of like uh, um, yeah. Um, I think if, and, yeah. and it, it could potentially. I think the whole series, if you if you got to the final, could be uh, ten weeks or something like that for you. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, it could be a whole a whole ski yeah. so season. So if it if it starts in will I January, be able to go skiing? early January? <laughs> what's going to? I presume within your contract, you're probably not allowed to go skiing, or uh, you I wouldn't want to go skiing. I can go to Hemel to the <laughs> snow center because uh, Dancing on Ice is actually filmed just outside Hemel, right? A place called Bovingdon, which is about ten minutes away. So yeah. yeah, I could if I yeah if I wanted to just put some planks on again, I could go to Hemel. But uh, you know, I'm hoping that I'm going to be in it till the end, you know, and, and get to the final three. Um, yeah. But either way, they want you back for the last show. So right, uh, of course they do. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. I mean, if if I go out early, then I'm going out to the Alps and I go skiing, and then I'll come back. <laughs> and I'll yeah. come back for the final and, show. And but... Obviously, you're not doing Ski Sunday this year. You know, with everything that's going on with the World Cup, it's unclear exactly what's happening there. But presumably, this is the first year. I'm thinking the first winter that you haven't worked on Ski Sunday for a long time. Yeah, since 2000. Since 2000, wow, yes. that yeah, is a yeah. long time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so it's a long time. But I mean, I mean, I hope you know, hoping Ski Sunday will will happen in some shape or form. Yeah, uh, but it's it's so difficult right now with you know, with 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 planning anything. I mean, you know how things are going in the Alps right now. Of course, uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult times. 
We finished off with a little chat about the costumes that uh, Graham is going to be wearing. Uh, he's a little bit concerned about that, I think. And we talked a little bit about the sort of fitness regime he's been going through to get himself in shape for Dancing on Ice 2021. Like uh, and dancing on ice, and I guess strictly a kind of you know great things to watch uh, in a time of uh, let's say difficulty to give us you know sort of warm feeling and uh, to to entertain. Yeah. I see another comment on Facebook. Uh, someone said that your Instagram is very good. He says either you're very good at editing or you're actually quite good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to start sticking. I've got some more um, Instagram reels that are lined up and ready to go. I've been playing around with some costumes and uh some some various music right um, so once yeah once we get onto our christmas break i'll start putting them out on uh, on insta as well okay but yeah and you the, mentioned the latest costumes. one was... I mean, how, how are they looking then what, what's what kind that? of uh, the costumes how are they looking I, I've, um i've had a chat with uh with uh, the costume department and uh they've been measuring me up <laughs> but, you know what it's gonna be you know I'll probably end up in some kind of, you know, flesh-coloured thong, leopard-skin thong with <laughs> spray paint. Generally, you're very fit. I know you do lots of, uh, you know, running and uh, and everything else, a lot of cycling. Is this made you – is it a different sort of fitness, ice skating? Yeah, well, you know what? I've been doing a lot of upper body work um, because I've got a slightly dodgy right shoulder. Um, yes. And there's a lot of overhead lifting. So – I've been doing a lot of um, like hanging, just basically just hanging for a minute. So yeah. just to try and stretch and doing what you call straight arm pull-ups. I don't know if you've yeah. ever done straight arm pull-ups, but you're just trying to basically get your shoulder blades to pull down against your rib cage. So you hang and then you go in as if you're going to do a pull-up, but you don't do a pull-up. Okay. And... I, I, I you... seem to remember we went on a press trip together to Val Terenz one year and you were kind of doing pull-ups on the door of the apartment or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds a bit familiar so to that. A bit that's, yeah, that. so that's all about the posture as well. So that's to improve the posture because my posture is bad from skiing and cycling. You know, right. shoulders uh, hunched forward. So the first couple of weeks I was skating with a TheraBand held behind like this. Okay. So, you know, you know, pulling, like pulling my arms and, yeah. and trying to get my chest up and trying to stand tall, uh, elongate the neck, um, shoulders, you know, shoulders down, shoulder yeah. blades pulled back down towards your rib cage. That's all about good posture. So the things that I was doing to improve that were the hanging um, but also headstands and so handstands rather than headstands. Actually, okay. hands, so just trying to work on my handstands. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because that's obviously going to help with overhead lifts. So yeah. doing well, a you're lot very of... on message there because I saw uh, uh, David Beckham has been uh, incorporating this into his fitness routine now. He's very into uh, doing handstands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm guessing that uh, Yebin probably isn't particularly heavy as far as 50, 50 kilos. Yeah, 50 kilos okay. and yeah and an incredible core strength as well so yeah. when when i lift her you know you know you can feel that there's no wobbles you know <laughs> she's just like she 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 can move around uh you know and you can hold her and basically you lift her up and she will keep her body absolutely you know level and flat which which makes it actually quite easy to do those lifts and she can jump as well. She's got good explosive strength. So a lot of the time when you're doing a big lift like that, 
uh, it's all about the timing. So if you get your legs, both of your legs, all you know, all four legs firing together. So if you time a, a push with her jump, and she'll basically just sail up there, and then all you've got to do is straighten your arms out, and you know, holding fifty kilos above your head is actually not that difficult <laughs> once it's once it's there. <laughs> It sounds it sounds easy enough, uh, apart from the fact that you've got ice skates on and you're uh, yeah, sliding so around that's, the yeah, place, That's the other that's, thing. And that's having the yeah. uh, the skill, right? Well, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's very interesting talking to you about it, Graham, and uh, I look forward to seeing it. And it's going to start in early January, I believe. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, seventeenth of seventeenth of Jan. Seventeenth uh, of January. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seventeenth so of January, and if all goes well, it'll run for uh, for ten weeks. Well, it'll and, run for uh, ten weeks. You'll be in it. And uh, we'll see you in the final towards the end, and then you can get a just uh, sneak in an end of a season ski trip uh, beforehand. Cool. All right. Well, thanks very much for talking to us. It's on ITV. I should probably point out as well. So uh, if uh, you know when people want to track it down, Um, yeah. Best of luck, and thanks for sharing your experiences. And we'll uh, we'll watch in the program and maybe get an update. You know, as it goes on. Yeah, yeah, and get people voting as well because I'm going to need it. Yes, we'll get the ski community yeah. behind you, Graham. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> All right, great to speak to you. Thank you. Cheers. Hi there, listener. Ian here. I just wanted to let you know that you can now support the ski podcast at buymeacoffee.com. Researching... Recording, editing and publishing the pod takes up a lot of my time. And don't get me wrong, I really enjoy it. You know, I love talking with people about skiing. But if you do enjoy listening to the podcast and you'd like to support us, then you can literally buy me a coffee, or in my case it would be a cup of tea, but the idea is the same. So just go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash the ski podcast. Thanks very much.